Listen. I'ma make sure it work is this. Give the megahertz turbulence and burn it like a furnace. I'm well furnished. I finished everything that I start. And when I started, I started in earnest. So let's start it. Coming from out of nowhere to blow back the hair. Now that I'm the pressure, you redirecting your glare. Matter of fact, I got your whole frame of lockdown. Matter of fact, nobody gonna blame me if you got now. It's only natural to stir such an animal. I'll clap you in my mandible until your presence is no longer tangible. The tears are catacomb, not the brand stands still for a minute while I enter and where I've been and who I am upon you took us. Try to overlook us, but you can't focus. Good at taking up the five focus. Meeting local and I'm shitting international. I got a passion, it's a tad bit irrational. The pursuit of the placement to embody amazement. To always be at home and never need to pay rent. Who you kidding? Your stats can never stand a jiggy sense of what I'm capable of. I might be slapping the pavement. So come alive for me with a feeling that's heartwarming, forever exorbitant. Come alive for me, I can't stop roaring, so this must be important. Yes, yes, yes. It's all the Positive. We got some lethal people spitting sharper than a needle. Looking around, I'm seeing more active than Joel Siegel. You wasted 20 grand on a goldfish, you might risk. You might just get crossed out if you come across the lyrical mist. This must be mysterious. The sea lips of exterior to get serious. Like Haley, Joel Osman, I've been constantly seeing them seeds. I'm wiping off the continent with my continents and vows. You're bound to bow out to be a pal and do it. So much risk, my ticket need my own statistician And the picture on the cover of the dictionary is my portrait Consider yourself fortunate to know the roar of a word contortionist That can never dream of forcing it Paragraphs porcelain, charismatic voice gold out in large portions They'll leave me so riddled that you should call me Frank Gorshin Come alive for me, with a feeling that's heartwarming Forever exorbitant Come alive for me, I can't stop roaring So this must be important Highly unlikely that you might outright me. I got you slaving away like I was Nike. You're gonna rule the day you ever took me lightly. Cause I'm heavy, you're a lightweight like here at night. You can't ever see me. Your sight is unsightly. I'm a one man riot. You don't want to incite me. It's like excite fight. I chart my own course. I charge through locked doors with unstoppable force. I pour my heart and soul in the door for yours. And then this vengeance coming out of my force. And now you're down on all fours. Forehead to the floor. Y'all should just cut the cord and go right to the source.
Hello? Good. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hey. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. I. It's been too long since I've had to stream this show. I forgot how to do everything. And I'm Spike Cohen. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, yeah, I got sound coming out. Okay. Whew. Yeah, we're off to a great start already. Um, yeah. It's Matt Wright. My name's Matt Wright. And, and I'm for, Spike and He's Spike Cohen. He doesn't even get a nickname today because I am completely lost on everything. Uh, this is all my fault, everyone. Um, and here's why. Hey, hey, everybody. Um, so I dropped this on Matt. Uh, that he was gonna have to stream the show because I have been in the motor vehicle for twenty hours. And before that, I was packing that motor vehicle to drive back to the States, which I did successfully. So I've neither slept nor had a substantive meal in two days. And apparently neither is Matt. <laughs> and so that's what this episode is going to be about, is sleep and food deprivation. Yep. I'd like to thank... Who yeah, who got you your water today? Uh Nestle. 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 Is that still Canadian water? I guess so, yeah. I mean they sell Nestle water here. But this has Yeah. Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Also, thank you to uh David, my very special hetero partner forever for the cava I'm drinking today. An interesting designation. <laughs> if you knew, if you knew David, and you knew me and David, you would understand that designation. Sounds, yeah, no, I, I, I totally, I totally believe it. Um. So, how was your week? My week was, uh, my week was good. You know, I, I wasn't in a foreign third world country. Um, I was here. Must be nice. It was. Yeah. No, it was. I felt all the glorious and goodness of being here in the good old United States of A. And, uh, States of A. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Been hanging out and doing just all the fun stuff that I normally do, which means watching a lot of TV and drinking a lot of kava. In America. In America. So I am. I'm back. I already said that. I'm back in America. You're back in America. You are back in the, I don't know the state name for South Carolina. Palmetto State. The Palmetto State. That makes sense. The Palmetto State. The Palmetto State. state. The Palmetto State. Palmetto is a diminutive palm tree. Yes. It's the tree that's on the flag, right? Yes. That and the crescent moon. In In an odd Islamic kind of decor going there it is but what i actually we're gonna we're gonna give you a couple of fun facts this week but uh that is not a crescent moon on the uh south carolina flag 
isn't it? No, it's a piece of armor. Really? Yeah. No, it's it's whatever this part of the armor is that like covers the collarbone. My seventh grade teacher lied to me. Yeah, probably. I mean, you went to public school, right? Probably told you Columbus discovered America. (laughs) Yeah. Lincoln freed the slaves. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We, (laughs) um, yeah, I was, I was, I was public school for seventh grade. That'll show me. Right. That was a wonderful sound right there. What was that? When you were scratching your beard with your microphone. Is that a nice sound? Is that a pleasant ASMR yeah, ASMR moment. That sounds like stepping there. on a cockroach. <laughs> it's like the opposite of ASMR. <laughs> that like sent a shiver down my spine. I was like, oh God, what is that? Uh, do that the other fun fact of the week uh, I found out is that uh, the singer Selena, most for- famously portrayed by Jennifer Lopez in the movie Selena, was delivered by one Dr. Ron Paul. Our hero of the week, Dr. Ron Paul. <laughs> Dr. Ron Paul, the hero of the week uh, for delivering, delivering Selena. Selena. Yep. That is a, that's quite a factoid. That is. That is quite a factoid. Who, how did you find that out? So uh, in a couple of weeks, I've got a guy coming on my show named Axel David. And uh, he works for the Red Cross. I believe. Um, but he was down at the border in Mexico, Texas, Mexico. And wh- while he was there, he went to the Selena museum and Selena's dad was there like giving a talk. And he goes, interestingly, Dr. Ron Paul delivered Selena and he was the only person that cared. And then when he was like, I'm sorry, did you like afterwards, he went up to him and he was like, did you say that Ron Paul delivered Selena? And he said, yeah. And then he started telling Axel all about Selena, but Axel knows all about Ron Paul already. He's like, no, no, I didn't need, I know this stuff. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he delivered like several thousand children or something like that. So it's not, you know, I mean, it's not like that was one of the few he delivered, but that's a, that's an interesting thing. So, you you know, you got to think there are a ton of like, famous Mexicans that uh, that Ron Paul delivered. Yeah. So, hat tip to you, Dr. Paul. Not sure what happened with your son, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, really, just... You know, they say apples don't fall far from the tree. But, you know, there's always going to be some distance. Sometimes... Sometimes a storm comes and picks the apple up, carries it away to something terrible. And uh, it's one of those moments. Um, our other hero of the week is unnamed Iowa official. He is the uh, uh, the head of the, or the former head of Health and Human Services for the great state of Iowa, who was ousted from his job for his obsession to Tupac. He would send emails with lyrics by Tupac, this man's like a 70-something-year-old white guy, uh, sending lyrics, uh, Tupac lyrics, um, inviting people to Tupac Fridays, where he'd play Tupac on the day. And then also for his birthday, he got a Tupac Thug Life cake 
he insists that he was not ousted for that, but the timing was right after he was asked to stop doing it, and he followed up by sending an email to all 3,400 and some odd employees of the Iowa Department of Health and Human Services with just Tupac lyrics um, <laughs> that he got fired um, or asked to resign is uh, the official um, I might fall asleep during this episode. Yeah, no, that's I, that's what I was kind of worried about. That was going to be your nickname. I, that I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's there's a there's a I'd say a good solid 40 40% chance that I'll doze a little. Well, it's okay cuz I'm going to wake you up. Because according Yeah, no, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Because according to the latest and final vote tally on the most important poll of our lifetime. Oh, no. Yeah. Proving that democracy is a lie. <laughs> okay. Go, no, go ahead. Give them the results of this. Of this. So for anybody who follows us on Facebook, you may, you, you may have seen a poll. And if I had known more than 15 minutes before the show, I was streaming it. I would have had a graphic ready of which one of us made a better girl. We had a we had a vote, we had a tally, and the final vote, I beat you by thirty-two votes. I am a prettier yeah, well, I, girl than you. I I also just for the record, I won the electoral college. But I need <laughs> I need everyone to understand something. If you ever th- if you ever thought H.L. Mencken told us what the result of of democracy would eventually bring us and it was that everyone would say that matt was a prettier girl than me look at just all i have to say look at the pictures objectively yeah one of us looks like a supermodel and the other one looks like the prettiest girl in walmart at 3 a.m which is you know (laughs) you say that like it's a negative um and I, I reject that, but I, I just want to say that you clearly won the LGBT vote, and I I applaud you for that. Um, Liberty Santa Claus, I believe. Liberty Santa Claus, I believe, described us as Matt is much more is is more beautiful, while Spike looks smarter, but both seem like they'd be hard to deal with. Yeah, no, we both look like total train wrecks to like be involved with right oh yeah no you would not want to date either one of us either one of us for entirely different reasons yeah i would be like the like ex-stripper um who just you know still just didn't trust men um (laughs) but i anyway i think you know I, i i felt better about democracy when the majority of people correctly picked that they would rather fight an elephant-sized turtle than 5,000 turtle-sized elephie. Um, and I thought, oh, you know what, maybe maybe there's something to this, and maybe I should get involved with the Libertarian Party. And then, and then, and then this abomination and happened, then, and I, I don't... It's, it, we can't hope that this is just... I mean, it's just the way it is. It's, it's life. And yeah, it's... It's 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 not right, and I I I, I, re, I if there's a way to contest 
this result, I I do that now. I mean, live you, in you can't, and and you know what put me over the edge was the large amount of women that voted for me. You got the LGBT vote. <laughs> Listen, I. Which is, in retrospect, you kind of need that for a, a, a poll such as this. I should have. I needed to my. I needed to rely on heterosexual men, yeah. to to pull me through this. And, and I, uh, I relied on everybody. Yeah, no, mine was. I was, you know, I was going really for the male vote, <laughs> but it, it it just it didn't work. For yeah, me. it didn't work. It is what it is. So, it is so, what it is. Ben Satiro says that uh, this poll turned him into a full anarchist. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, and Sarah Anderegg says that I looked like I had Botox done and lip filler. So, didn't matter how... Whereas my lips... Look, okay, listen. Everything else aside, look at my lips. Just look at my lips on this. Yeah, they're very... Uh, not, not, not my lips now. I mean, they're look basically the same this. lips. Like they're very full. I and know that. <laughs> <laughs> they're very full, and they look like you could get a golf ball through a garden hose like that. But <laughs> right, so there's no, there's, it's really the same. It's really the same lips. Right. But it gave me a pout, which is so. There's that photo, and then there's the photo of us as old people, where I look exactly like my father. Right. And these things are scary. Because how did it know to give me a pout? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it just took the picture that you were already in. It didn't really change anything. It took away your scruff. You have very feminine it, You have very feminine features. It just basically puts you in a wig. How did I lose then? Because even with Botox and lip fillers, I'm a better looking girl than you. Well... I, I mean, I can't, I, you know, like I said, I, I fully contest these results. I can truly say this is Russian in nature, right? Because the app's Russian. Right, because, because the well, app is Russian. Well, there you go. So that's, that's the problem. The yeah. problem is Russia. Right. <laughs> Russian collusion. That's fair. We've investigating this for several years. So, man, I haven't had to do a segue in so goddamn long. <laughs> you have to do the whole thing. I'm not even looking at the notes. I'm noticing. I'm winging it. So, prayer. so, speaking of people who had to deal with Russian collusion, Trump. <laughs> uh, Trump yeah. is uh, attempting to get away from the uh, idea that he is exceptionally and extremely racist for his get the hell out tweets by attempting to personally bail out a rich black man from prison. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's he's te- well, you know, he's telling them the guy to go back to his own country, which in this case is the, is the U S <laughs> is the U S so, Rocky, who I'm not a fan of, but he's a somewhat famous rapper. He is in trouble with Swedish authorities. I'm not 100% sure for what. But uh, Kim oh, Kardashian... He got, he, got, he got into a fight. Uh, he got into a brawl in the middle of the street. Oh, well. There you go. And so, in Sweden, which is... They don't do that there. And so... So he's being held by the Swedes, which is 
That's a headline. And Donald Trump, so Kim Kardashian, a woman well-known for her achievements in helping black men achieve release, uh, has uh, gone to the White House, which is occupied by Donald Trump, to get so, guy, so, so this entire. So I to, thought it was. I thought it was Kanye that called up Donald Trump on like a private line to the White House. That's probably also that's it's probably that I. So, guys, this entire ordeal rebuts my growing theory that all of us died like four or five years ago, and that this is just someone's hallucination playing out. Um, because this. Like Donald Trump, who is president, is working with the rapper to free another rapper from a Swedish prison. Like I, but here we are. That's that. So he can't, guys. Donald Trump can't be racist. He's he's trying to free a rapper from Sweden. He is. Yeah. <laughs> Checkmate, libtard. Can't be racist. Um, He's not, it's, Can't be he's not racist. He's classist. Any rich person, he'll try to help. That's a good point. Right. Because Ilhan Omar is only rich in here. <laughs> in, in, my, in my titty. Right. <laughs> in, in your Canadian titty. In uh, my Canadian titty. So speaking of other rich people <laughs> that Trump knows... Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a segue. Yeah. Uh, so Jeffrey Epstein this week was denied bail, and he is not going to be allowed to uh, live under house arrest in his man Upper East Side Manhattan mansion, which apparently is across the street from uh, Bill Cosby's house. Didn't know that. Found that out this week. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he is going to be having to live on... Uh, in, in the public setting or in the, in the federal holding center. Um, oh, wow. During this uh, hearing, some news came out. Epstein had a uh, fake passport that was confiscated. And when they asked about it, his lawyer said that the uh, fake passport was given to him to hide his Jewishness. What, what, where? Oh, because it was a Saudi passport. Was it a Saudi passport? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it was a Saudi passport and Jews can't have, but why would you have a Saudi passport? <laughs> it's because he's Jewish. You know that old yarn. I, uh, I, I, I was late getting back from Canada because I had to get my fake Jewish passport or fake Gentile passport that says, it says Spike. Coleman, that's also a Jewish name. Um, Spike Co- uh, C- C- Connery, <laughs> and it's got it. So to hide his Jewishness, to hide his Jewishness, he said that somebody gave it to him so that way when he traveled outside of the country to areas where they didn't like Jewish people, he wouldn't be as Jewish looking. Based on that guy's passport. pretty Jewish looking. That guy's anyway, pretty Jewish looking. So, okay, so he's got, he's got Spike all on no sleep for forty eight hours is really interesting. 
What? Spike on no sleep for 48 hours is really interesting. Usually you're the quick one. Yeah, no, I'm not quick right now. Hiding his Jewishness. Hiding his Jewishness. Um, Terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, the... uh, (laughs) So yeah, instead of being on house arrest where they found the passport and all the porn, he's going to be in a federal holding center. Uh, But they uh, released his little black book. And a few of the names that were listed in this little black book were Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew. None of those were a surprise. uh, Tony Blair, Chelsea Clinton, which kind of makes you you kind of wonder about some stuff. uh, Henry Kissinger, John Kerry. The famed reporter Adnan Kashagi, Rupert Murdoch, and his across-the-street neighbor Bill Cosby. Well, Adnan Kashagi, unavailable for comment. Um, it kind of puts a whole spin. You know, all these people that were like, oh, this poor journalist. They chopped him into little pieces. Maybe the Saudis knew that he was a kitty diddler. You think of that, guys? Yeah. But they didn't. They figured out that he was they, playing the old violin with children, and they they saw they saw they saw that he was they they checked their fake Jewish passports, and they went, "Oh, this guy's out here banging the children." Yep. Just knocking and, them out, and and then they just went all so, Karate Kid on him. Just pop, 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 pow. Yep. Right on the the kids, and so and so they chop them up. I'm fine with it. And Donald Trump, you know, he said his his he said, uh, you know, oh, I'm not gonna destroy the world. You know, when everyone's like, oh, you what? Yeah, what are you what are you gonna do? You're gonna uh, sanction Saudi Arabia? And he was like, no, I'm not gonna sanction Saudi Arabia because he probably knew too. They probably said, hey, look, this kid's out. This guy's here raping kids on an island with a Jewish guy and Donald Trump was like I'm upset about two out of three of those things <laughs> and so and so um, <laughs> and so you know, that's what happened it is. and that's uh, I'm fine with it I'm fine you know what this is this is it makes me feel good about it I'm glad now that that guy got shot right so uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, decided to return to Vanity Fair for an interview that Vanity Fair entitled Rudy Giuliani Returns to Implicate Trump in Epstein Scandal. And in this, vi- in, in this article, uh, Rudy Giuliani is talking about the entire Epstein scandal, goes through all the facts of the case. And then later on in the article, this is a direct quote. It says, yet, weirdly... Giuliani did not mention Trump while discussing the powerful people likely to go down as a result of the new charges against Epstein, which makes me wonder where they got the title. Rudy Giuliani returns to implicate Trump in Epstein scandal. Stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. Stunning. Stunning and brave. I So. So the. <laughs> That's some that's some hard that's some top notch journalism there, folks. So 
That was the most clickbaity article company. I've ever read. That's for because I read the entire article and, and when I got to that part, I was like, "Why did you? Why did you title this? This he didn't. He didn't. Thought you had a big scoop for the show. Yeah. So, so Vanity Fair is basically like those little clickbait links at the bottom of articles that have pictures of like ostrich feathers and it says try this one weird trick to lose 20 pounds of belly fat or it'll have like a picture of a pomegranate and say doctors beg you to not eat this one fruit right or they'll have a picture of an actor as a child and be like you won't believe what this person looks like now and then the article's not even about them yeah they don't even show them in that so this one would be a picture of a kid like like that and then and uh no so i was like what are you going for in that scenario no. you just were like were you doing like the bedroom boudoir like from the no 40s? like help i'm being raped i'm being and, raped uh, by the president ah the president and former president are raping me and their and, wives and Rudy Giuliani is about to tell everyone, ish. I vanity fair. So yeah, so that's that. So a Venn, the Venn diagram of stunning and brave, is just a circular picture of that Vanity Fair article. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of, I don't have the notes. You don't have the notes. Yeah, so speaking of Stunning and Brave, are you thinking about making a podcast? God, I hope so. (laughs) It would be very stunning and brave of you if you would. I don't know if you know this or not, but Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have um, some tools, I heard, that you can use if you want and the way it works is that you can um can edit <laughs> you can edit your podcast so it sounds great that's right and they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere such as spotify apple podcast google podcast radio public and many more oh man you know what so you can make money, make money from your podcast with exactly no minimum listenership. That's I guess technically you gotta have one. You have to have one listener. One listener. If you have one listener, you can you'll make be money. making pennies. <laughs> but they're real pennies. But they they're are, your pennies. That's right. They are not that Bitcoin pennies. They're the real pennies. They're not, they're not Bitcoin pennies, which aren't based on anything real. That's right. And can simultaneously be used for, for drugs. They're, they're real American pennies. They're real American pennies. So, guys, if you want some real American pennies, be sure to sign up for Anchor on the app. And on the website. Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. And a really cool thing that... that... (laughs) I just said the website. Just go to the website. (laughs) And a really cool... And a really cool thing that Anchor FM does is they allow your listeners to leave you voice memos so that way they can call in and 
basically make requests and eventually make enough requests that we don't have to do any real show prep. Um, except Won't that be nice? that'll be nice. And uh, so uh, go visit Anchor FM and leave us messages and we'll, we'll play them on the air. But uh, so we have a new caller who probably is not a new caller. It's definitely Chris Reynolds. But uh, we've got a, we only have one request this week, which is, Uh-oh. which is bizarre. That is bizarre. That is bizarre. Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with the Mitch McConnell Minute. So there was recently a pretty good article in the New Yorker about um, the Electoral College and um, how it might be giving uh, an advantage just due to the Electoral College math to Republicans in the 2020 election, and that it'll come down to to just kind of a handful of states that are that are pretty hotly contested um, that will decide the election and decide whether or not Trump gets to be president again or not. Um, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and then really the the most important ones, according to this article, are Wisconsin and Arizona. The Democrats yeah. have to win one or both of those states if they even want to have a chance. And so I just want to hear what the guys thought about those two, those two states essentially deciding um, our next election. Thanks. Bye. Spike. Thanks. Thanks, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Um, so <laughs> my, um, <laughs> so I mean, my, so yeah, Wisconsin is going to, if Trump doesn't win Wisconsin, that's going to be a tough map for him. Um, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. I don't think he won Arizona last time, but I don't remember now. He might have. But, um, oh, there's that sound again. Um, he's, he, he, he's got to win Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Um, the Electoral College in recent times has given an advantage to Republicans because they've become the most popular party in the smaller state. Historically, it was actually the opposite. It was the Democrats that were more popular in the rural states and the Republicans that were more popular in the more metropolitan states. Um, but yeah, so now it's, it's that Republicans are getting that advantage. They're getting the advantage of two things. One is the, um, is the electoral college and two is the incredibly high voter turnout numbers, uh, among white evangelicals. Um, they have become easily the most dominant voting bloc, uh, in U S politics, despite the fact that they're popular. So even though their share of the population has been dwindling steadily for, I think, 10, 15 years now, their share of the vote has been remarkably steady and actually gone up slightly. Um, and it's entirely because of the fact that they just they show up to vote and they vote as a block. Uh, uh, the only other block that is as homogenous in their voting decision uh, that is more homogenous in their voting decision is black people who vote like 90 something percent Demo or they vote, I think, 90 91 percent Democrat on average. And uh, white evangelicals vote like 80 for something, 80 something percent Republican. But there's also a ton of white evangelicals. So 
I mean, we both believe he's going to win re-election, and I think he can do it with as little of, as like 45% of the vote, um, especially if a third-party candidate uh, does pretty well and, and takes enough votes from, uh, or takes enough votes, but it, it is, is enough of a share of the vote that, you know, a, a, the Democrat can't, uh, you know, get an outright majority, then it would be very hard. It would be relatively easy for Donald Trump to win just because of where his vote placement is. Right. And so I've got the electoral map pulled up here. And um, so the way I see it is Wisconsin's got 10, Arizona has 11. Right. Now, if the Democrats... So I think the real the real question isn't one of those states. I think Pennsylvania is going to be one of the bigger ones that you need to watch out for because in the 2016 election they initially called it for Hillary and then they had to take yep. it back and reverse it once all yep. the uh uh rural towns started coming in and they were like, "Oh, well, Philly and Pittsburgh don't, didn't have enough to carry this." Um Yeah. But Pennsylvania has 20. So even if Donald Trump were to lose Wisconsin or Arizona, if he wins, if he wins Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, and Texas, he's almost there. I can't do math. Well, he's definitely he's definitely going to win Texas. I would I would I would call him the favorite to win Florida. He, Ohio he, he's and a minor. Are, like it's still like the way I see Florida is it's a coin flip that's slightly weighted. Like it's probably a. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a shoe-in, but right. like, I mean, put it this way: in the last twenty, in the twenty eighteen election cycle, which was a wave, it wasn't a, it wasn't the tsunami that we were told it was going to be, but it was largely a wave election for Democrats. Rick DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Ron, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis won to as. Uh, governor and rick scott won as senator and that was pretty those were close i mean those, were, those were supposed to be the democrats were supposed to walk away with those um well now I see from, they weren't really supposed to walk ahead. away with it depend, really depend on which polling you looked at um yeah i saw i saw some that had desantis running away with it i saw some that had gillum running away with it I was at, I was I didn't see any that had Scott running away with it, but that was because he was so unpopular with everybody as governor. Nobody right, liked right, it, right. and somehow he ended up winning. Um, yeah, he ended up beating Nelson, right. which who was the incredibly long running. Uh, so what I'm saying is, I I would I would give the fact that I, I, I I'd give Trump like the fact that uh, DeSantis is so popular in Florida right now. Like I believe he is one of the top five rated uh, political leaders in the country. That's funny. So I think that, that that'll help. Yeah, I think because of that, he has Trump is has a much better shot. Pennsylvania yeah, is going to be think, very difficult for him, though. So I think, based on what you've just said, I think Ohio and Pennsylvania are the two big ones for Trump um, because historically Republicans have not been winning the Rust Belt state, the the Great Lakes state. So they haven't won uh, Wisconsin or Michigan or um, or Pennsylvania, but they haven't won Wisconsin or Michigan in a, in a in, in a while, um, and they they were able to do it without that just by winning the South. And um, and enough enough Rust Belt states like Ohio. Um, 
and, and Arizona. Um, I don't. Did he win Arizona or he lost Arizona? He won Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Ohio last time, and Florida. So he did win Arizona. Yeah. I I think if he wins Ohio and Pennsylvania, he'll he'll be good. Not just because I think that's enough for him to get it, but also because I think it'll be a bellwether for how he does in Michigan and Wisconsin. Arizona, I don't know what to tell you. Um, they're a border state, um, but they also they've bucked trends before, where like you know everyone in that region votes one party and they vote another. So I, I, I don't know what to tell you on that, but I think I think he's going to be putting a lot of resources resources into Ohio and Pennsylvania because he kind of needs it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so yeah. Oh wow, I look really good right now. Oh yeah, you look fantastic right now. <laughs> Last week was very important for people to actually watch the video. The this week I. Listen on anchor.fm. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is one, like, if you don't listen, if you don't watch this, probably just as well. Yeah. You, it's probably better that you listen to this one. Cause, right. Because this is, cause I'm, I'm, I'm giving some, spe- I'm, I'm, I'm not looking like the prettiest girl in the, in the, in the poll. That's right. That you, way. You're, you're looking like the trailer park girl that lost. Yeah. Which is how I feel. Right. Um, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, so I don't think it's really all that. I don't think it's going to come down to Wisconsin and Arizona. I, re- I Pennsylvania, Ohio, Pennsylvania and Ohio, I think are still going to be the two big ones to watch. Yeah, because if he wins those two, it doesn't matter if he loses uh, Wisconsin or Arizona. He should win one, but it doesn't matter. Those won't be as yeah. If he if he wins those in Florida, he's pretty much. And and all the other states that he'll easily win, right? Like with that should be right. Because the 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 wet dreams that they were having in twenty sixteen about like oh they're gonna lose Georgia and oh they're gonna you know like all this absurdity and I'm like yeah no that's definitely not gonna happen. I I personally thought he was going to to lose. I thought it was gonna be a close election electoral college wise. Um, I thought he was going to get about forty six percent, and she was going to get forty eight or forty nine percent. So that that much was right, but the dis- I was just wrong in the dispersion of the um, of the uh, of the votes, the displacement of the votes. Um, <laughs> you have the camera centered so poorly. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying, man. Um, yeah. So he he did that. He did that. So that's. He did do that. Yeah. He did it. So speaking of somebody who never got an electoral college vote, David Duke. (laughs) (laughs) Yet. Um, David Duke had high praises for Spike's Muslim Sade. Yeah. I know nothing about this story, so I hope you got it on lock. Her, 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 her. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. No, he uh, he he did a podcast. He, and this isn't his first time praising her. He's praised her before a year or so ago. Um, pretty much every time she says something anti-Israel, he he comes out to defend her. And uh, if you go to it, if you want the government to start watching your search history, Google David Duke Ilhan Omar 
And uh, uh, not right now. Like, do it after the show, because God knows you don't want to miss this. This display of epic broadcasting being brought to you by Matt and Spike. Pulitzer quality programming that we're doing tonight. Um, But, uh, yeah, if you Google that later, uh, and it'll bring up his podcast. And the t- uh, the in the the cover photo is a picture of a Vilhan with like a smiley face with hearts for eyes. Like he really likes her a lot. David Duke loves this woman almost as much as I do. And the, uh, the title the title of the article is "By Defiance to Zog, Ilhan Omar is now the most important member of U.S. Congress." Zog. So Zog is the Zion. That's that's what the white nationalists call Israel, the Zionist occupation group. Um, the Zog. He uh, so yeah. No, Ilhan will not bow to the Zog, and David Duke uh, is ready to risk it all. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, let, you know, I mean, it, 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 what was newsworthy to me wasn't that he was praising her because that he's been praising her for a while because she's like the most uh virulently anti-israel politician in uh in congress which is a, a real competition right now um it's it's just look at the picture the cover photo of that or headline photo or whatever of that podcast episode he loves her he's acting like a schoolboy who has a crush and i know what he's feeling and back off Back, Back off, off, David Duke. That's all I Back off, my woman, David Duke. Hashtag um, Spillhan. Spillhan. I like that. Or Ilhike. Il- no. that, that sounds really that's no. dangerously close. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, Spillhan's better. Um, or Spillhike. No, that's even worse. Right. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, again, the story there is, like, he's drawing hearts for her eyes. Like, he's he's, he's into her. He's loving her. Old David Duke, loving, loving the, the Somalia, the Somalian, Somal, the Somali woman. Somalia. Yeah, Somalia, Somalia. Lo- loves those wine tasters. <laughs> Muslim wine tasters. Right. <laughs> A Muslim wine taster. That's odd. So, um, speaking of groups of white supremacists, at a rally for Trump, (laughs) in reference to Spike's Muslim Sade, a group started chanting, send her back. So, they clearly didn't get the memo from David Duke. (laughs) That we're supposed to love this woman. Right. Guys. She's the most important member of U.S. Congress. Most important member. And, you know, heart emojis. Like, this is a, this, he loves this chick. And I, I don't get, so, yeah. So they, they said send her back. And Trump, after the fact, said he was against it and didn't like it. And, you know, he wasn't in support of it. And then if you look at the video, he just kind of, you know, sort of, stood there and let them do it or whatever i you know so this is the fun so oh man there's so many so donald trump has an interesting thing where he'll do something he'll he'll have people 
react to it, like the supporters react in a certain way. And then he'll say, oh, come on, guys. So he'll say afterwards, he'll go, oh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't for that. But then, like, at the next rally, when it happens again, he'll be like, oh, come on, guys. So he's kind of like, you know, plausible deniability thing. But it's working for him. Like, he can, he's, you know, saying, you know, he gets to pretend that he doesn't, you know, want people saying stuff like that. Uh, a reporter asked him uh, if he, how he would respond if someone told uh, his wife to, or if someone told his wife to go back to where she came from. And he, uh, he started talking about Israel. In the anti-Semitism, it's a really weird thing. I'm not sure the talking point because Lindsey Graham did the same thing last week. Whenever anyone asks about, like, you know, Donald Trump telling American citizens to, including three that were born here, to go back to some other country, um, they just start talking about Israel and like anti-Semitism. Like anti-Semitism, Israel, Israel's our strongest ally, and it's like. That wasn't what they were asking and, and largely irrelevant, but it works for their boomer voting base. Like we were just talking about white evangelicals. White evangelicals eat Israel up with a spoon. And, and you know, so he's, I mean, he's, like it or not, he's doing the work to get reelected with his base. Yeah, that's true. I mean, white. every time you say white evangelicals, you put the words together, and it sounds like you're saying whitey, evangelical. And I yeah, can, my friend, white evangelical. Yeah, white evangelical. Um, but yeah, white, white evangelicals, they, um, they, they love Israel. They think Israel is uh, just God, infallible. God's gift to the world. Um, like infallible, cannot do wrong. White evangelical, by the way, one of the greatest pitchers in the Mets organization. <laughs> um, like... He yeah, already heck, threw the roof. Heck of a screwball. Uh, Unbelievable screwball. Um, Did you say ERA through the roof? Yeah, it's actually it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> down. Through the roof, like from the bo- from the top down. Through the floor. To the bottom. Right, all the way to the ground. <laughs> all the way to the basement. His ERA is through the roof. That's a Jason <laughs> Lyon comment right there. Um I don't like mango. <laughs> I don't like baseball. Uh, or have mango. we heard an update on Jason? I haven't like looked at Messenger today. No, he, we 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 don't know yet. I have no idea if Jason has a baby yet. Jason, he's watching. Well, he was watching Wait, earlier. Is he Jason? Where's the baby? Jason, if there is a baby, we please show us the baby. The baby. Please show us the baby. We want the muddy baby. Right. <laughs> The muddied baby of freedom. Right. Muddied Waters Media finally produced a child, and it's whatever Jason's baby is. It's all is. of ours. It's not just it's your not, kid. Right. It's it's the Muddied Waters Media baby. This baby belongs to the four of us co-equally. Four of us? Well, yeah, the three of us and then her. The, oh, and Kelsey? Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you sort of, I mean. We're not taking her from the mom. Have, yeah, we're not going to take her from the mom. Her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's the mother. Right. But we're all the father. That's true. We're all going to help raise we're y- all young fathers. Young muddy baby. Young muddy baby. Young muddy baby. Muddy baby. So speaking the muddy baby of freedom. Muddy baby of freedom. So uh thank Muddy baby of freedom. <laughs> speaking of 
other dumb things said at a Trump rally. Donald Trump said uh, in that same rally, if you don't vote for me, you'll be goddamn poor. Yeah. Which white evangelicals coming <laughs> off of a hot start for the New York Mets uh, was more upset that he used the word goddamn over the fact that he said that he basically threatened people with their money. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Whitey, Whitey has never been very consistent um, on, on or off the field. I mean, you look at that ERA and you think, you know, you got to gotta tighten it up a little bit, I think, <laughs> through the roof. Um, and, and, you know, so it, you got two camps here of, of white evangelicals. One is that Donald Trump can do no wrong, and one is, like, deeply offended – that he said, you know, the Lord's name in vain. And I, to which I say, have you heard of Donald Trump before? <laughs> like, this is, this like you're mad that he cussed. The, like, the man who had a private party with Jeffrey Epstein at his club. Yeah. You're, you're worried about him dropping the old GD bomb, huh? That's, right, 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 right. Yeah. You're upset yeah. about no, him I, in a video dancing with Jeffrey Epstein more so because he's dancing. Oh, that's creepy. I think that was a Babylon yeah, I don't, Babylon B. Yeah, article. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's that's creepy. But I I I I don't know why anyone because so I wrote I saw where someone wrote something along the lines of like I know you're better than this. It's like okay, you don't know him, and he's not better than this. So clearly, you don't know that he's better than this, right? But uh, yeah, he said if you don't vote for him, you're gonna be. Gosh darn poor. Except he didn't say and, gosh uh, or darn. Yes. He said something adjacent to that. That got everyone upset. So I'll let you imagine that. You legitimately look like you're having an allergic reaction to just life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that really what an autoimmune disease is? That like a, it's kind of allergic to life? Can't argue that. I mean, kind of. That's what it feels like. I, Listen, I I, we're all dying, Matt. We're all and dying. we're all gonna die. Oddly enough, not the dumbest thing said by a president this week. What that we're all gonna die? This guy wasn't president, so that was the dumbest thing said by me today. I think uh, oh, by well. a guy who ran for president. I'm gonna hope this works because again, wasn't planning on doing any of this. So we're gonna find out if this is gonna work. So this is National Hot Dog Day, and as you know, uh, hot dog is my favorite meat, and I have a good one here, sliced in half with some pickles, onions, and ketchup, which is a... So Mitt Romney, who a couple of years ago said hot dog was his favorite meat, doubled down on that again today, so let's listen to that again. So this is National Hot Dog Day, and as you know, uh, hot dog is my favorite meat, and I have a good one here, sliced in... Hot dog is my favorite meat. Hot dog is my favorite meat. Now, as a person who enjoys a hot dog more regularly than probably anybody should. How is that your favorite meat? So a couple of years ago, he said, uh, hot dog is my favorite meat, followed by hamburger. Which, (laughs) not knocking that, because I get it. 
but you're Mitt Romney. You're Mitt Romney. You know it's steak. Don't lie to us. Don't pander to us because you think we can't afford a filet mignon every once in a while. What poor person would say that their hot dog is their favorite meat? I don't know. I had no idea he said this. He said it a couple of years ago, and he kind of got blasted for it. And so he doubled down on it this past week on National Hot Dog Day and said, hot dog is my favorite meat, and it's National Hot Dog Day. This time he's kind of like more Dude, yeah, joking it's more with it, right? Like it's a more tongue in cheek, right? But it's that he. <laughs> so I'm just because I'm I remember Mitt with like in the 2012 election, and you know he's talking about he's you know that he's strong on gun rights, even though as governor he was not, and you can tell he's like super super cosmopolitan. Has he fired a gun? Maybe, probably at some point, but he's not a gun guy. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I have a." I have a, a gun. I have gun that I use for hunting varmints, if you will. And first of all, no one has ever unironically used the word varmints followed by if you will. Um, but also, no one believes you were hunting. But when, when did you hunt varmints? Right. Let's see you hunting varmints. So this was the, I guess, culinary version of that where he says... That hot dog is his favorite hot meat. Hot dog is my that favorite is meat. Followed by hamburger. So, a uh, very important question from the group. Okay. From Sarah Anderegg. Mm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> um... I mean, yeah, I guess, right? See, I argue it's a taco. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've got your casing with the meat, cheese, Yeah, and no, it's, it's, it's enveloped. Right. Not just... It's, I, wow. I feel it's closer to Mexican food than it is a sandwich. Than, than it is to a sandwich? Yeah. I mean... I mean, listen, it's my favorite meat. So when he said that hot dog was his favorite meat, did he mean with the bun and everything, or he just meant the actual hot dog meat? You know, I, I didn't get a chance to poll him on that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I hope, he, I hope, like, my hope is that what he meant, hey, everybody, my hope <laughs> is that what he meant is, um, you know you're tired when you're falling off the couch. Um my hope is that he meant like the entire sandwich, including you it's know, not a sandwich. ketchup and, and relish, um, and and equally for for a hamburger. Um, yeah, he's a he's he is a um, very he is trying so hard to relate, and is not is not accomplishing what he's trying. No, it's very for most. Multi-millionaires, it's very difficult for them to relate to common folk. Unless you're Trump, Apparently. where you just, you know, say whatever's on your mind. Yeah, he's he's gone the other direction where he just says whatever and people love it. Right. So. Um, but... We went off on a tangent there, and that segue that I wrote in there isn't going to work anymore. God... 
damn it. Bring it back around. So when Trump said, goddamn poor, you know who's going to be poor? America forever. $320 billion budget deal announced Monday from President Trump. So for all of the groups of people out there who say things like Trump is the most libertarian president ever. And if we want libertarian values to succeed, we need to reelect Trump. We need to point out that the red that Trump is spending, the red line is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He is not fiscally conservative. He just spends and spends and spends. They failed to repeal Obamacare. They are now surrendering their own achievement, which was budget caps that the Republicans forced on Barack Obama, and now they're getting rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people have credited the sequester uh, agreement with between Obama and Republicans with helping to spur the economic recovery because it it, it lowered taxes and spending. Um, whether or not you believe that, the reality is that the government has been growing a lot more slowly over the past few years, even though the debt was getting out of hand, it's been growing more slowly and Trump has kind of gone in and destroyed all of that. So, um, but he sends weird signals. So like he'll, he'll tell all of his cabinet, you know, prepare for massive budget cuts. And then he comes in and ends up giving them all, you know, their planned increases and then some, so, you know, he's not fiscally conservative. He's not libertarian, and he's honestly not even conservative. Conservatives are yesterday's progressives. He's kind of like, or yeah, they're like last week's progressives. He's kind of like that morning's progressives. Like he's he's not quite fully progressive, but he's like progressive, just you know the last like early two thousands progressive, and and it shows. That's why he's still trying to grow government. Right. Um, yes. Yes. So, yeah, when people are out there saying that Donald Trump is the most libertarian president we've ever had, like, I'll admit, the first six months to eight months of his term, I was like, okay, this guy isn't, this guy's not half bad. He's doing a lot better than I was expecting him to do. Since then, he has done the wrong thing after the wrong thing after the wrong thing after the wrong thing. Right, right. The one silver lining is that it appears that he brought John Bolton onto his cabinet Solely so he could just make fun of him all day long. Right. And I respect him for that. Yeah. So he apparently like blasts him. Like he'll have meetings with foreign leaders with John Bolton there. And he'll just like, he's the punchline to every joke. Like, are you going to nuke these guys too, John? Like he's, uh, do you want us to invade Ireland, John? Right. Yeah. You're going to, we're going to invade Ireland, John. And, uh, and he said on meet the press, he was like, yeah, you know, well, John, go up to Johnny, take on the whole world. So I respect, I like that, that he's basically only got a neocon in his team so that he can ravage the guy um, and that he just seems kind of somewhat of, somewhat more averse to new conflict than most presidents, but he's not averse to continuing the old ones, um, even though he said he would. Uh, yeah. You look like a so, blind piano player right now. Who, me? <laughs> yeah, your eyes all rolled back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is my this is this is my uh, boudoir series. Um, <laughs> you we, you had your boudoir series for all of April. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Well, this is my summer boudoir series. Can't see because I'm wearing I'm wearing I'm wearing short sleeves now. Oh, that's different than April. <laughs> I don't know. So California, yeah. <laughs> right? Berkeley, California has. Speaking of California, speaking of California, uh, Berkeley, California has proven that they are just as stunning and brave as Vanity Fair. By banning the term oh, yeah. manhole and other gender-specific yeah. terms. Luckily, Kamala Harris says that she will still happily take on the moniker. But um bum Yep. Uh, yeah, I... Manhole. First of all, like, who was upset by this? There was someone that came to city council and said, people are calling this a manhole and that's bad. Like what? I, I don't. Want, what is the action supposed to be? You, you're not allowed to say manhole, or they've just updated all the signs that mention manholes to say maintenance holes. Like what? What does that entail? Yeah. Like are I, people getting locked up? Right. Are people getting locked up for saying manhole? Yeah, they're calling it maintenance hole or whatever. Which also yeah. doesn't sound that great. That maintenance hole sounds worse in a couple ways. Right. Like that's. That actually sounds worse than, that's, than manhole. That's colon cancer screening. Just got to get in the old maintenance hole. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're if you're out here gendering holes in roads, then maybe new hobby. I don't know. Maybe a new hobby. Maybe a new hobby. Speak. Speaking of. Uh, weird things about gender. Do you hear about the Canadian case of the uh, waxer? Uh, so I just know the basic, basic. I don't even know names or anything. I, but basically, yeah. there was a transgender woman. That's a, a biological male who identifies as a woman who was going around mostly to immigrant. Uh, but, but she was going around to different aesthetic centers and asking for a Brazilian wax. And then when he would show up, he's like, yeah, I want you to wax my female penis and testicles. And, and the women were like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's suing them for, I guess, uh, sex discrimination or whatever, sexual identity discrimination. But again, you are a strange biological male who is asking these women who do not usually have male clients because a men typically don't get that done. And B supposedly it's way more sensitive down there. So even if you were into that kind of thing, you wouldn't have it done because it hurts so much more. And he's, I think he was looking for a reaction and I think he's trying to make a name or she's trying to make a name for herself. Listen, whatever your opinion is of the transgender debate, if a woman says she doesn't want to touch a strange man's genitals or a strange person's, right. a strange woman's Anybody, female anybody's genitals. penis, whatever. Go ahead. Anybody's genitals. Yeah, if she, if she says she doesn't want to touch someone's penis, don't, you're going to take her to court? Like, don't make her touch someone's penis. Right. This is that's a good moving forward. This is where like the bake the cake people Yes. They 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 don't back off, but that's where they really need to because at this point you're forcing somebody to touch genitals, which 
from everything that I've ever learned, that's rape. Yeah. Or yeah. at least sexual yeah. assault. Yeah, yeah. Rape, rape culture is, part of rape culture is shaming people who won't touch your genitals. Right. And uh, that's, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that it happened in British Columbia. Um, so it's going before a human rights tribunal and they will see, um, they will see what happened somewhere. Jordan Peterson is fuming, fuming. Absolutely. I'm not going to touch your balls. I'm not going to touch your privates. I'm not touching your balls. Clean your room. Terrible Jordan Peterson. Something about lobsters. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I I didn't read much about it. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah so apparently during uh, they had a uh, human rights council or something on it. I don't know how every candidate yeah. does it. During the human rights council, uh, it got super heated where they were calling people neo Nazis and. It was apparently quite quite the show. It was like what you would expect to see on like some prime time courtroom drama sort of fiasco happening at the uh, in the courtroom, which yeah yeah. So I I read that article, so I kind of got the backstory a little bit. But in the end, private it's your private business. It's private property. If she doesn't want to wax your balls, she doesn't have to wax your balls. Right. Like, even if you think, because there are people that are like, yeah, well, you know, if you're if you're making public accommodations, you shouldn't be able to deny a black person, you know, to eat at your restaurant or whatever. Okay, fine. This is touching someone's genitals. This isn't serving them a burger. This is a very intimate thing. Oh, and also a lot of these women aren't trained to do it. Like I said, they're it's a very sensitive area, much more sensitive than the, the women Brazilian area. And you have to, like, know what you're doing. So a lot of these women may have been like, yeah, I'm not going to do it because I don't know how to do it and I don't want to hurt you. And I'm sure most of them were like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, this is the the white tree of not doing anything bad. And um, white tree? I think I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I think you did because your eyes were covered. I, <laughs> I fell asleep. What were we talking about? Genitals. Um, speaking, genitals. Of, <laughs> speaking of genitals and people getting screwed over by their own ideas, Bernie Sanders. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bernie Sanders uh, was proud earlier this year for being so brave. And, and stunning. And stunning. For having a campaign team that would be unionized and they would be the first unionized campaign team. Well, this backfired on him immensely this week when his campaign said, we're not making a livable wage. Yeah. And then, so they said, we want $15 an hour, which he's fighting for. And they, they, they're unionized. Hello. Hello. And they said, um, they said, uh, we're unionized and we want to be, oh, hello, hello, hello. And so, um, and so Bernie said, okay, I'll give you $15. So these are salaried employees and they were working longer hours because that's how a political campaign works. 
and they it, they were working so many hours that it, it it ended up that they were making less than fifteen dollars an hour. So Bernie said, "Okay, I'll cut your hours." Right. I think that I think so. I I believe that the uh, the regional directors were getting paid equivalent of thirty six thousand dollars a year. But for right. anybody out there that's worked on a campaign, you don't work forty hours or thirty hours or whatever that's based on. You work a lot more than that. Yeah, this is all. This is the biggest crock of garbage to say like. Oh, they're only going to be working, you know, 30 hours or whatever. No, the hell they are not. There is campaign team of a presidential campaign of one of the most prominent people running. One of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to be volunteering to work a bunch of not being paid hours because you're a volunteer, or they're going to have to bring in more people and they're all working, you know, 30, 30 hours a week or whatever and wasting a ton of money in the process. Right. I love that Bernie's own narrative about wage laws and unionization and collectivized uh, labor bargaining has completely, completely fallen apart under the weight of like its first being implemented. Um, that is truly the tree of the white tree of not doing things wrong. <laughs> We're just going to adopt that now, aren't we? That's the new thing. That's my new thing. Because I, I don't know what it means. Yeah. And I, I rest until I find out. That's fine. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, yes. The, the people are going to have to work longer hours. They're going to have to continue to go out there. They're going to have to be out there meeting the people, setting up appointments. You're not going to be able right. to just walk away from a presidential campaign. Although, yeah. one that is sliding in the polls ever since his uh, debate appearance back for Demageddon 1, uh, whenever okay. that was. Um, he's been sliding in the polls, and there's a good chance he won't have to stick in it all the way till the end anyway uh, this time around. So eh, he might get off a little lucky. Uh, we shall see. I, I think that if I were a Democrat, I'd be supporting Bernie because he's been a communist the longest. And the rest of these guys are, you know, woke suddenly woke leftist um and he's the actual only leftist i i'm not a democrat or a republican for that matter because i can do math and this is a this is an example of 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 democrat math not working out very well um but yeah so democrat so they they picked out the lineup for next tuesday and wednesday and we had a poll on that too. There's there's a note in here that says make picks of lineup. Yeah, no, I was supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so just imagine, if you will, uh, the 842 people running for the Democratic nomination for president, uh, all lined up. All lined and, up. And um, so the so Tuesday, so the 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 one that people wanted to see was the 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 one with Marianne, right? Uh hang on a second, I'm going to pull that up right now. Yeah, so uh the one with the orb mother won resoundingly. Uh so night 1 night 1 is Steve Bullock, John Delaney, John Hickenlooper, Ooh, which you know Bullock. Yeah. I don't okay. I don't know. <laughs> Steve Bullock, uh John Delaney, John Hickenlooper. Uh, Tim Ryan, the orb mother herself, which if you go on her website and you were to purchase anything, it says MW20 on it, 
which I think means muddied waters 2020. Yeah. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, so I'm going, go ahead. Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar, Beta O'Rourke, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren. Okay. That's night one. Oh, so that's Tuesday night. That's Tuesday night. Okay. And then Wednesday night is everyone else. Everyone else. That's the Biden-Harris rematch. That's the one no one really wanted wanted to see. Uh, well, so we had like 200 votes on which one of us was a prettier girl. But we had 30 votes on this. Of which it's like... Tw- well, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, and, we had five, and we had 500 votes on which fantasy creature they'd rather fight to the death. Right. So... Again, the more nonsensical our question is, the more response it gets. True. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm actually going to be seeing Marianne uh, at what promises to be a very intimate event uh, on on uh, on Thursday. And I say that because I, I can't see a lot of other people showing up. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm underestimating her. Oh, oh, uh, but I'm going to be seeing her in Myrtle Beach uh, Thursday night. And I'm going to try really hard to meet her, to hug her, to lock souls with her, and to um, and to uh, try to get her to come on my show, or our show. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And I might live stream it. Nice. Um, <laughs> you're going to live stream it during my episode with Chris Spangle. That's... <laughs> Oh yeah, crap. I guess I can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Um So, uh I believe are we doing both of them? Are we live streaming both of those show, uh debates? Uh we can't What time is it? I think they're both at 9. Wait, I don't do I I don't You don't have, have a guest that day. Week. We've already talked about this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then yeah, we can do both. We can do both. So both we're going to be live streaming both of these debates. Demageddon two. Intersectional boogaloo. That's right. And what I'm truly looking forward to is with everything coming out about uh, R. Kelly, Jeffrey Epstein, and for those of you out there who know what the Nexium cult is, which. Apparently Spike didn't. Um, the Nexium cult was a pedophile sex ring from upstate New York that lots of famous people went through. Uh, there was a girl that was on the show, Smallville, named Allison Mack, who was... I remember like, hearing about this, yes. Right. She was the recruiter for this cult. Oh, okay, okay. I just Kristen, didn't know what they were called. Okay. Kristen Gillibrand's dad was their lawyer. Okay. And he introduced them to women. Oh, God. So now he's the worst Gillibrand. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, he's at least in the running now. Right, he's in the running for it. So, uh, so I'm interested to see, uh, if any of that gets brought up, which I'm betting it won't, but 
no matter what, always remember, Kristen Gillibrand's dad was involved with a pedophile sex cult. I will never forget. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag never forget. Hashtag never forget. So you have so, all of that to be looking forward to. That is next week, actually. That's going to be next Tuesday and Wednesday. Next Tuesday and Wednesday. And in the meantime... Who do you have on your show tomorrow? Tomorrow, I have John Hudak and Kevin Shaw, who are two of the founders and admins of Fakertarians. We are going to talk all about how no one other than the three of us, and I guess you, maybe, are real libertarians. Everyone is a fake libertarian. We're going to talk about fake libertarians. We're going to talk about the direction of the liberty movement. We're going to talk about uh, imposters and posers within our communities. And, uh, and we're going to, I, I fell started to fall asleep there. That's right. Uh, and, and we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about all of that. It's very interesting. Uh, it's going to be a very, very good show. And then third tomorrow, Thursday, you have, who do you have? I've got Chris Spangle from the podcast. We are libertarians on, nice. and that will be right about eight o'clock Eastern for all so of you will... out there looking forward to seeing me and another podcaster talk about libertarian things and podcasting. I know I do. I won't be able to watch it live because I'll be busy trying to woo Marianne Williamson. Right. Uh, and then Friday, you know, Jason Jason's may or may not. Uh, we don't know. He might. There's a baby coming either today or like in a month. Um, we don't know. So that, and then Monday, we don't know if Jason's doing a show, but he might. And then come back here next week, Tuesday, the 30th, I believe, which will be night one of Demageddon 2, Intersectional Boogaloo, the Democratic debate of 2019. That's right. So, Spike, if somebody was going to try to find us online. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Matt, that's a great question. Well, first... You go on over to Facebook and you type in multimedia and then you go over to YouTube. <laughs> you broke up on me. You go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters. You go on the old Instagram and look for muddied waters media. You go to Twitter and you go to muddied underscore waters and you can find this and every episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom at softspoiledbetas.com. <laughs> it's actually, no, it's actually muddiedwatersmedia.com. Matt won't let me buy that domain name. You can buy the domain but, name. I don't care if you buy it. I can't stop you. Okay. Well, then I am going. So then this, so then you can find us there too. Uh, but yeah, you go to muddywaters, uh, muddywatersmedia.com. Yes. And yes. I just want to say that now that we are one hour and 23 minutes into this, this is mm -hmm. the first time that you did not say you were an anarchist once. I'm too tired to be an anarchist. No, it's not true. I said, uh, I said this poll made me an anarchist. No, you didn't. Somebody else said that. Genghis John oh. as Ben Satiro said that. Oh. 
And you said it made me lose all fit. You said I was thinking about going back to the Libertarian Party after the elephant poll. And yeah, I was then I decided, I no, I can't do that. But you never said you were an anarchist. Uh, well, I am. Yep, you are. I am. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a sleepy anarchist. You're a very sleepy anarchist. Don't violate my nap. Huh? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh. Oh, guys. So everybody have a, come back tomorrow to watch a hopefully much more awake Spike with his show with... <laughs> The two guys he said he was going to have on. And uh, yes. come back on Thursday and check me and Chris Spangle out. And then maybe Jason on Friday. We don't know. And we don't know. We don't know. And uh, know. no matter what, we will be here next Tuesday for Demogeddon next 2. Tuesday. Intersectional Boogaloo. Intersectional Boogaloo. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And where we're going... We don't need roads. Listen. I'ma make sure it work is this. Give the megahertz turbulence and burn it like a furnace. I'm well furnished. I finished everything that I start and when I started, I started in earnest. So let's start it. Coming from out of nowhere to blow back your hair. Now that I'm the pressure you redirecting your grit. Matter of fact, I got your whole frame of lockdown. Matter of fact, nobody gon' blame me if you got now. It's only natural to serve such an animal. I'll clap you in my mandible until your presence is no longer tangible. The tears are catacomb, not the brand stands still for a minute while I enter and where I've been and who I am upon you took us. To know the roar of a word contortionist I can never dream of forcing it Paragraph porcelain Charismatic voice doled out in large portions To leave me so riddled that you should call me Frank Corshin Come alive for me With a feeling that's heartwarming Forever exorbitant Come alive for me I can't stop roaring So this must be important Yes, yes, yes It's all there is To keep it positive Unlikely that you might outright me. I got you slaving away like I was Nike. You're gonna rue the day you ever took me lightly. Cause I'm heavy, you're a lightweight, like Kira Knightley. You can't ever see me. Your sight is unsightly. I'm a one man riot. You don't want to incite me. It's like excite fight. I chart my own course. I charge through locked doors with a stoppable force. I pour my heart and soul in the door for yours. A thin list vengeance coming out of my force. And now you're down on all fours, four heads of the floor. Y'all should just cut the cord and go right to the source. Thank you.